Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And happy birthday, America. (laughs) Happy July 4th, everyone. (laughs) Thank you to those of you out there who are veterans. Yes, thank you. And I think we should all have a huge celebration this year because we made it through last year. (laughs) That is true. I'm sure. Now, by the time you're listening to this, it is after July 4th. It's the 5th. So... Maybe you had a huge fireworks display, but I can only imagine what the fourth is going to be like because there were like no fireworks at yeah, all last yeah. year. I'm I'm I am not looking forward to that just because our dog Loki does not like fireworks. It's like the one thing he is afraid of. Yes, we'll have to see how the kittens do. This is their first Fourth of July. I, there are loud noises outside. I think somebody was setting off. No, it was thunderstorm. There was a really bad thunderstorm the other day, and I wasn't even home. I felt bad, but they seemed like they were unfazed by the thunderstorm. Sure. So I was they're glad. crazy. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> well, Nandor maybe. <laughs> I thought he would maybe be afraid. Yeah, he might. He might be hiding, but but Laszlo's definitely fine. Um, but yeah, but fireworks are back at Disney. Yeah, in the Disney parks. That's exciting. Uh, Happily Ever After came back. Uh, Disneyland has their fireworks show. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about the history of fireworks in the Disney parks, but then also talking about our favorite nighttime shows kind of throughout time. So so the ones we've seen kind of our our favorite, our least favorite ones kind so, of. So not going back to the beginning of time because we weren't alive then. <laughs> well, no, we've solicited help from the TVA. Oh, very true. I didn't even think of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Members of the TVA. No yeah. spoilers for Loki, though, but yeah, TVA. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go into the future and tell you about the... I'm going to talk exclusively about the fireworks shows that haven't happened yet. You know, that's maybe one way I could binge all the Marvel shows is the <laughs> TVA. Just go in the future to whenever they're all released. We'll see what happens. So, All right. But before we, we touch on the nighttime shows and all the fireworks, talking about Disney news. So like I said, we mentioned fireworks are back at Disney. There's also a lot of other stuff coming back to Disney. So Run Disney's back, in-person yes. events. So they have, and I'm actually surprised because that they are going to be doing a wine and dine a half marathon weekend, November 4th to 7th, which this is pretty late in the game to be signing yes. up for that. So I, I thought maybe they would start back with the marathon in January, but we are getting wine and dine. And now all, the, all of the events are in-person and virtual um, so we're getting the Disney World Marathon again at the beginning of January. You're getting the Princess at the end of February. And then they got rid of the Star Wars Rival Run. They mentioned this year was the last year for it. So what is replacing that is the Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend. This is the greatest this marketing move I've ever seen Disney incredible. do. incredible. You know, I was talking about actually trying to do the Dopey this year, but unfortunately, <laughs> I've had some issues with my one foot. So I don't think that's going to be possible slash probably wouldn't be very smart on my part but this mystery run has me wanting to do it just to do like the 5k because you don't know what it's going to be and you know some people don't like surprises but i love them what's that like me yeah no you hate surprises but i i don't know i i'm sure that if i got there and it was something i didn't like i might be like mildly disappointed but there's so many like there's so much upside because Disney, no matter even if I don't even particularly like a particular franchise, I still end up really enjoying whatever they put forward. Yeah. So let's talk about the conceit of this weekend. So what Disney has done is instead of telling you what the theme is every year, the theme is going to be different. So you can't even say, OK, this year was Pixar. So that's what it's going to be next year. They're going to change this up every year and they're not going to tell you. So that's why it's called Springtime Surprise. So this is going to have they've added a a re- runability 
to <laughs> run Disney events because I mean people like going back to them over and over again to begin with, but I could see people being like, okay, how many times can I see the same princesses or the same Star Wars characters, you know, in particular that this is now a way it is fresh every year. I'm imagine, I mean, I'm excited for it and I'm not even, we've done one run Disney race and I'm like, this is a great idea. I can only imagine the people that, you know, they, they run every race. Like they're going at least once or twice a year to run Disney. They're going to love this. Cause like you said, you have no idea what it's going to be, but you know, it's going to be I, great. So I, this is a smart move I by think, Disney. I personally think we should go and do it. And then we should just run every single one that they have. See, I think they hooked we, you. This yes, is exactly I, what they want. I think that this is this is a perfect time for us to start just doing it every year. And until I'm 147, I'm going to run this race. Yeah. So this one is uh, March 31st to April 3rd is that weekend. And you know, I, I will say I'm I'm interested to see how quickly this sells out, particularly Marathon Weekend, because that is already an event that sells out very quickly right and i'm not sure if disney's going to be limiting the number of people and you have to figure we had a whole year of all virtual races so there's going to be a ton of pent-up demand it's the 50th anniversary so people are going to want to go for that there was no word on whether they're going to be doing the charity bibs so where you can like run for a charity to get in because i know that was a way to get in as well if it's sold out there was usually charities you could you could go to so i think you're gonna have a lot more people trying to run this race you know like you mentioned you were considering doing it you're still kind of up in the air on it but honestly i'm not sure if you'd even be able to get a registration because i I think this is going to sell out pretty quickly i think all the events are going to go pretty quickly you know it's just another reason because they're pushing to that kind of run disney membership if you have that gold uh, membership with run disney you can actually register a week before the general public and so again that's kind of incentivizing you to to pay a few couple hundred dollars extra to get into these events but yeah i i think this year is going to sell out a lot quicker than other years because i think there's a ton of pent-up demand here yeah i agree all right the other news is that mickey's philhar magic is going to be getting an added scene with coco in it yes we are so excited and so happy that this is happening because we just so happen to dumb luck into being able to see this not too long after it's going to open. Yeah, so it's opening over in Disneyland's version first on July 17th and we will be going to Disneyland at the end of July. So we will we will get to see this and then it's going to be moving over to Walt Disney World. Uh, they mentioned in time for the 50th anniversary celebration which, which kicks off October 1st. So I'm not sure if it's going to come before that or if it's going to start on October 1st. And based on the press release, it sounds like this is an added scene. It's not going to be replacing any of the scenes in Mickey's Magic. It's just going to be a new scene. So Donald Duck is going to be going through the world of Coco. So this is pretty exciting. It's starting to get Coco in the parks, which I think right. is about time. So I'm, I am really excited to see this. And like you said, we, we kind of lucked into being <laughs> able to see this. It's very rare that a new attraction opens right around we have when we have a trip planned i always feel like we plan a trip yes and then they announce like oh that attraction's opening like two weeks after you left yeah like I, f- I feel like we always miss it so this this is good for once that we get to see an update as one of the, the you know first couple weeks that it's open and also you know we mentioned the u.s parks but actually this is also going to be opening in paris too so yes yeah, and the same day it's opening in disneyland it's opening in paris as well yeah, I'm excited to see this because I think Mickey's Philhar Magic, we talked about this a while back when we went and we actually watched the cartoon. It's a 
little it's a fun cartoon to go and see donald duck is pretty much the star of it who's one of my favorites and then um it's also great to escape the florida heat so you know adding this little extra scene will be really awesome and there are some beautiful you know characters that are from coco that are going to definitely be appearing yeah and this is a it's a 3d show so i think that will look good coco will look really good oh in yeah 3D, so all right so let's jump into now the history of fireworks and nighttime entertainment at the Disney theme parks. So Disneyland opened and they had no nighttime shows or fireworks at that point. It wasn't until about three years later in 1958 that the first fireworks show called fantasy in the sky opened at Disneyland. And that was because Walt being the, the visionary that he was realized we need something to keep the people here longer. We need to keep people <laughs> in the parks. They're spending money. They're on attractions. They're buying food. They're buying merch. How much? What, what can we do to keep them in the parks longer? And so he kind of tasks Imagineers with creating a fireworks show with Sleeping Beauty uh, kind of as the backdrop. And then, so that premiered in Disneyland in 1958. And that show actually was in all of the other Disney parks. So it was in Magic Kingdom when it first opened, Tokyo Disneyland as well. And one fact, and this is from the Disney fandom wiki, that I think is really funny, is that whenever the, the show first started in Disneyland, it was actually performed by having cast members manually launch hand flares. So there was a cast member no. that had to manually shoot off the fireworks. No. Like a Roman candle. That, I guess, yeah. That is... I mean, I guess they did not have workplace safety laws yeah, back in the 50s. Yeah, that's a super liability issue right there. I mean, I wonder how many people, I, I'm guessing not, but, you know, Disney, I'm sure, probably has some pretty good PR um, and ability to kind of squelch anybody. Uh, like, I wonder if anybody ever got, ever got hurt doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that just kind of goes to show you, you know, the beginning of Disneyland, you know, as great as it was, I do feel like, some of it was kind of rushed and thrown together. I mean, there, you know, there's those kind of rushed. There's those like famous stories that like the asphalt wasn't dry, right. you know, and, and people were sinking into it on opening day. I kind of feel like this is, you know, just another example of that where it's like, Walt, it's like we need a show. Okay. Let's just buy some fireworks that we can just kind of, you know, launch manually and just shoot those off. And so it's not this, huge spectacular that we think of today it's kind of more maybe like fireworks that you can buy you know at your local like fireworks shop and just kind of shoot them off in your backyard and that's basically what it was but yet it, it probably was so magical because it had sleeping beauty castle there and everything and you're at disneyland and it became extremely popular and so whenever you know, they built the Magic Kingdom, they improved it, and obviously they got more professional fireworks as kind of time went on. But it was an instant hit. And again, I think it just goes to show you, I mean, Disney does have misses, but Walt in particular, he really knew what people wanted before they wanted it. Like, he knew this park would do well. He had this whole kind of synergy wheel of things, and he knew if we have a nighttime show, people are going to stay. People are going to love fireworks. And, like, it is amazing. I mean, it's just stuff that blows up in the sky, but yet I love watching them, too. Like, it, it's just amazing to be there and see that. Yeah, I think he, as as you kind of mentioned, you know, having the castle in the foreground and that in the background, I think that adds an extra level of magic. And, of course, 
you know, you have these different mag- magical characters like Tinkerbell. And even if Tinkerbell is not flying down from the castle, because that definitely wasn't happening when, you know, Disney World opened, you still have that extra little bit of imagination that that can kind of spark, pun intended. Oh, there you go. A little figment <laughs> in there. All right. So, so Disneyland, like I said, they started with Fantasy in the Sky. And that ran from uh, 1958 to 1996. Uh, and it came back for a few years uh, in the 2000s. But they had uh, you know, a number of, of other shows throughout the years. Their current one is Mickey's Magic Mix, which actually is back. Um, that's returned July 4th. And that includes the projection mapping on Main Street, which sounds like that's what Disney World is going to be doing with the new Disney Enchantment show that's going to be debuting with the 50th that looks amazing yeah it it does look amazing um but we're going to be focusing on the disney world shows and the shows we've seen and kind of talking about our favorites and kind of least favorites um throughout time that we've seen because we're not familiar with the disneyland shows as much as we are with the disney (laughs) world shows Uh, maybe a brief overview you know some of the the shows that we've seen throughout our times being at the park so magic kingdom their fantasy in the sky show actually ran from 1971 to 2003 so it ran for 32 years it was replaced by wishes that added some lighting and on the castle and lasers and was a little bit uh, of an upgrade and that ran from 2003 to 2017 when we got our current current show happily ever after which has the projection mapping on the castle and i believe wishes was the first time that you had tinkerbell flying off the castle like you mentioned and they kind of had the wishing star firework on it and one interesting fact that i saw about wishes so just to kind of show you how things have changed over time so we go from cast members manually lighting off fireworks (laughs) (laughs) behind Sleeping Beauty Castle, to Wishes, which actually included 683 fireworks that fire during 557 cues throughout the show, which is pretty impressive because, you know, in a a 20-minute show or so, to have 683 fireworks shooting off, it just goes to show you kind of how expansive, you know, these shows have grown throughout the years. The thing that always fascinates me about the fireworks show is that they do it every single night. They do the same show and it's a pretty spectacular fireworks show and they do it night after night after night. And it's just completely all over top of the castle. It's, it's beautiful. My favorite part of these shows is the characters and the inclusion of the characters, because you know, the movies are really my thing. Um, So whenever, particularly if I'm talking about happily ever after, when you see those characters that you know and love, and now they're appearing on the castle, to me, that is the moment that gives me chills. And then of course, you have the added excitement of the fireworks exploding around them and the lights and well, everything and the else. music too i mean you, the, you're yeah. listening to the oh disney radio and happily <laughs> ever after came on and you're like i didn't realize how good of a song this was i, I was yeah. like what are you talking about this is a great song yeah, how did yeah. you not realize it yeah on sirius xm yeah I, I had a i have a disney channel and i was listening to it and the song came on and i literally started to tear up because i'm like oh my gosh this is so good i never even really thought about it because for me I feel like so many different inputs, whenever I get a lot of different inputs, it's hard for me to do more more than focus on one thing. So I usually focus on the visuals, but the the audio cues that we get from that show also are wonderful and they definitely add to it. And not to get a sidetrack too much here, but I saw a lot of people on social media because the Disney parks were not having fireworks, po- people posting 
you know, at their local fireworks show or when Disney was testing the fireworks to kind of get back ready for these shows, that they're watching them playing happily ever after. And they're like, who else does this when they see fireworks <laughs> and makes their own little mini happily ever after? Because that song really does make it. And, you know, I do think the Disney Enchantment show is going to be replacing ha- happily ever after, which has only run for four years, which I think is kind of a shame. Hopefully Disney Enchantment is is just as good and they have a great song for it. I, I think Disney will do well, but because I, I really do love Happily Ever After. But you, know, you mentioned the characters uh, kind of making the shows. And another one that kind of includes a lot of characters is Fantasmic. And that's a very long-running show as well. Right. That's been a Hollywood studio since 1998. It debuted at Disneyland a little bit earlier, which, stop for a second here. How impressive is it that Disneyland actually has two nighttime spectaculars? They run Fantasmic and the fireworks show at Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah. That's crazy. No other park, Disney Park, has that kind of two nighttime spectaculars right. like that. That's pretty amazing. But it's the original park there. Yep. But Fantasmic, you know, is a great show. I remember seeing the Star Wars uh, fireworks show at Disney Hollywood Studios as well. I, I like that one because it had kind of projection mapping on uh, what is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, the the Chinese theater facade there uh, of the shows. That is a uh, was a good one as well. And then just to kind of, uh, you know, cover a couple of the other ones real quick, and then we'll talk about like what our favorites are uh, and things like that. You know, over at Epcot, they had Illuminations, which actually ran from 1998. And then there's a couple different incarnations of it, but it ran from 1998 until 2019. And then we got Epcot Forever. And then we are going to be getting Harmonious on October 1st. <laughs> and I'm excited to see how that looks. We've, we've talked about the barges repeatedly. We, we won't dunk on them too much here <laughs> in this one. We'll wait to see whenever that show actually uh, opens, how that works. But yeah, so you know, in terms of all of these shows that, that we have seen, so we've seen Wishes, Happily Ever After. We've seen Illuminations, uh, Epcot Forever, Fantasmic. Uh, you know, I've seen the, the Star Wars one. Some of my favorites, and I guess Rivers of Light, we should probably throw in there for Animal Kingdom, <laughs> which that didn't last very long. I mean, I thought that was a decent show, though. I think a lot of people were probably a little bit hard on that. It had no fireworks in it because you can't have that in Animal Kingdom. But I thought it was a solid show. I mean, I think it's better than having a giant amphitheater sit empty. Yeah, exactly. And I and again, I mean, you bring up a really good point there where it's like, oh, well, it doesn't have fireworks. Well, yeah, but you need to know where you are. And you know that, again, you know, as we mentioned at the top of the show, animals are a lot of times afraid by those loud noises because they're way louder for them. So of course they're not going to have fireworks. So you have to measure it on a different standard. It's not like you're saying, you know, it's like me- comparing apples and oranges. It just can't, they're not the same thing and they can't be the same thing. So you can't compare them. But I mean, I thought it was a really, it was a good show. I think they did a good job with, um, you know, the lotus flowers really beautiful. I believe they also opened up right and sprayed water. Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty, it was kind of like a, it was more of like a, um, like a ballet on the water. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it was different and and interesting. I am really curious to see, you know, their use of kites because when we did see Epcot Forever, when they had kites in that that were lighted, the people right, the, the kite right by us, like they completely lost the kite. So I'm wondering how well those kites are going to be able to be controlled, especially if it's a windy, windy day. That kind of makes it kind of, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, those, those jet skis from Epcot forever are basically, yeah, just going over to animal kingdom. I mean, I do think with the animal kingdom kite show that's coming, that's during the day. 
And so mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. Like you said, you know, the one kite at Epcot forever, like the lights went out. So at night you kind of lose it, but you know, during the day you can fix it. I do think it's interesting that, you know, with animal kingdom, they scrapped that nighttime show pretty quickly and they're replacing it because they have this huge amphitheater. They're replacing it with a daytime show where there's no shade in that amphitheater. You're going to be sitting out there in the middle of the day, thousands of people in the hot sun. I mean, right now it's kind of just like, you know, people are eating there, but it's very warm. Whereas, you know, the nighttime shows, it's a little bit cooler. You know, it's built to come at night when it's cooler, not to be out there in the middle of the day. I think it's going to be a good show, but I think a lot of people are going to complain that it's way too hot. They're going to have to put shading in there. Yeah, I I think that's a really, that's a solid point because, you know, when we went down, it was 90, like seven degrees. We were sitting there, we would sit there for short spurts. Again, like you said, we were sitting there to, to, you know, eat popcorn or whatever. And of course, we kind of waited around because I really enjoyed the boats. I'm not going to lie. I hope that they keep doing the boats coming around with the characters. Um, I would probably rather that than the kite show. But then again, I mean... I know that I don't know what the kite show is going to be like, and it might be incredible, but I really love those different, I don't want to, they're not cavalcades, but cavalcades on water. Yeah, cavalcades on the water. That's a good way to put it. So. Right. So I, I really love that. And I, like I said, I mean, I thought they kind of just did the same several characters and it turns out, you know, they've added some new stuff. Like, again, I mentioned that we sort of, we saw the back of Pocahontas and Miko and they were kind of in the distance, but I, I would have loved to have seen them. Check out our uh, recap from our most recent trip. That's where we talked about just seeing Pocahontas. We right. we were there at the end of May. Uh, it's a couple episodes ago. We, we do a recap of that. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, in terms of these shows, worst show obviously is Epcot Forever. That <laughs> like made no sense. They basically were like, oh, we're going to shut down Illuminations, but we need time to get Harmonious up. And I think somebody like made the wrong decision by saying we're not going to have Illuminations anymore. And then they're like, oh, what are we going to do? for two years and it's like oh we'll just throw some people out on jet skis and shoot some fireworks nobody will know but it was not a very well put together show like you said like they had issues with the kites when we went on the jets the jet skis are loud I i don't know that's just you could tell that was a temporary show that they didn't put a lot of thought into Right. And, you know, it's, it's not it's not very frequent whenever you're talking about the Disney company that you seem you say something seems like it it's it's half baked. And that show was 100 percent half baked. You know, it was still more spectacular than what you're going to see at your local theme park, unless your local theme park is a Disney park. But it still wasn't up to Disney standard. Totally. And, and again, we'll have to see how harmonious turns out. But I thought Illuminations was a really good show. I mean, that was definitely one of my favorite shows you had the globe there you had yes. like lasers i i liked how you had all of the torches around right. world showcase a part of it so you had some fire and everything that was a really well done um firework show so Ooh. harmonious has some big shoes to fill there it does and i i liked the global p- perspective again that you know epcot kind of tries to bring in with all the different countries you know with the globe and it does sound like harmonious also you know in some of the mock-ups of the show it looks like in those um you know the space portals it looks like the space portals are going to be able to create a globe. Um, so it does look like they are still keeping that as a concept. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. With the water screens that that the you know barges are going to have, and I think that's what they're you know trying to tie in more with, with Harmonious, kind of like what they have with uh, World of Color over at DCA and Fantasmic with kind of the water screens, I think on a bigger scale. It, it will be interesting to see how that works out and kind of how that 
you know, plays because one, they got to be big water screens because you're pretty far away. You know, whereas Fantasmic, it's built, you're close up. World Those of are Co- big screens. You know, you know, DCA, World of Color, you're pretty close. So, you know, the screens are big, but you're close so you can see it. So if those screens aren't huge at Epcot, you may have trouble seeing what's on the screens. And if they're too big, you might get sprayed with water because they're shooting water too high in the air. So I, I am curious to see, you know, how this works out if they kind of I imagine they'll have, you know, lighting and lasers maybe, and everything to kind of add to it. But maybe they'll pass out ponchos prior to the show. Yeah, they may. Or, or actually in Disney fashion, make you purchase ponchos. Yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder. I mean, if like you said, it's if it's windy, like, can they run the show? You know, I mean, yeah. if with with those water screens, are you able to run the show? So it'll be interesting to see. But I definitely think uh, Illuminations was great. I, I probably would put it higher than Fantasmic for me because phantasmic isn't necessarily a pure Disagree. firework show disagree it it is definitely a great show there's a lot more like story to it i do feel like at, at some points there's like too much going on with all the boats and all the characters it's almost like oh hey look there's that character oh hey there's that character just to kind of get like everybody involved like they get to see their favorite character but it's not a, a pure kind of like firework show like some of these other ones are so i'm actually I think I'm going to put Illuminations just a little bit higher than it. So it's really funny because the one point that you knock Fantasmic for is the point that I love it That's for. That's your favorite part. Right. Because I am, that is 100% my concern is looking for the characters that I know and love. And I'm like, oh, who's on the barges? And my memory isn't, you know, the, the most spectacular in the world. So I'll forget from time to time, like from, from one time to the next, what characters are on on the boats so that I enjoy looking for those characters. Oh, who's on the other side? Who can I see? Um, that is what is entertaining to me as opposed to, I don't need really the fireworks and the big boom booms to, you know, entertain me. I love the big boom booms. Those fireworks <laughs> that you can just feel shaking your bones. Those are my favorite. <laughs> it's not a firework show unless you can feel it like reverbing through you at the end. That That's the grand finale when you can feel them. And so speaking of, of grand finales, I, I think the, you know, the pinnacle of Disney shows are always at the Magic Kingdom. Yes. I mean, they're they're always just so over the top. There's always so many fireworks there. For me, Happily Ever After is the best show Disney's ever done. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have an unfair advantage. They have the castle and the castle is already glorious in and of itself. On top of that, the make projection it look, map, they make it look completely different because they take the castle and turn it into a giant screen, which is impressive because you're like, how on earth do they take a, you know, what a pink castle or a blue castle um, and, and change it and make it into a castle that projects light and colors and you can see characters on it. So I think that that is the part again for me that really makes it i enjoy the transitions from the on the projection mapping you know when they go from one song to another um and you get to see you know the bubbles turning into fire and and it becomes this like scene when um Simba and Scar are fighting on Pride Rock. There's a lot of drama to the show and the Happily Ever After show that just keeps you completely and totally engaged. So I think it's really going to be a hard act to follow for Disney Enchantment. But then again, you know, Disney Enchantment does sound like it has it it even has more of that projection. Yeah, so it's going to do all of Main Street. So it's like, how can you make it better? Oh, well, we'll just put projection mapping on the entire park. Yeah, (laughs) just shoot fireworks off everywhere. Happily Ever After, like you said, it, it's I think it's the perfect mix of, you know, a great song, iconic castle, characters, fireworks, 
it is kind of like the whole package there. Overall, it's just a really captivating show. And yeah, I mean, the Magic Kingdom, I feel like is always going to have the best show. And, and As I, they should. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the great thing is with this projection mapping and what they're doing now with the castle is they can change it for all of these after hours events. So there's a special Halloween overlay. Like we <laughs> went um, to the Christmas party a couple right. years ago and they have the castle Christmas themed as part of the show. And there's there's different projection mappings to kind of tie it into, you know, to the Christmas movies and, and Frozen and things like yeah, that. Th- I was going to say that was spectacular. I didn't, you know, I enjoyed Happily Ever After more than I enjoyed that. But I will say what they did to the castle when they lit it up Frozen style and made it El- Elsa's castle. That looked incredible with the blue and then the icicles um, that they put on the castle looked incredible they vary it and change it up and they can always keep it fresh and interesting and that's again that's what keeps you coming back and that's why i think this new show has such a great potential because they're involving main street in that so you know you don't just have one vantage point now you have i mean so many different vantage points because you want to be able to see the castle clearly and then maybe the next time you go to see it you want to you know get a spot at the end of main street to be able to see everything that's going on there it is a really cool way to spread the crowd and then also make it so that every time you see it, it's a little bit of a different experience. Yeah. I also think it lends itself well to these like different overlays because it's just called Disney enchantment. So anything can be enchanting. You know, the, the artwork was basically just all gold. So, I mean, they could just, they could literally put in at, at Halloween, they could add in Halloween items. They could add in Christmas items around Christmas. They could add, you know, in the spring when it's, flower and garden they could add stuff in there because they could instead of doing it as part of after hours events they could tie it into the actual show as things are going on i want to see an enchanted enchantment there you go that's not <laughs> bad yeah when enchanted you know, 2 comes out exactly it'd be pretty cool yeah so um, i i think by keeping it a little bit more general like i think they can change it up easier as, as time goes on and again, you know, Tinkerbell is up there. So you also have that added character. And, you know, she's iconic for the park, which kind of, you know, besides your main characters, she is like the most associated character with the Disney name, probably almost as much as Mickey Mouse. So it's really fun to see Tinkerbell come down and her lit, like her lidded lidded lighted lighted costume uh you know sailing down from the castle to kind of kick off the show all around that's a really great show and i'm excited to see what they're going to do and you know unlike the show over in epcot i feel like they can only they're going to improve it i i think that they're going to put a ton of imagineering and effort and everything into the show to plus it i mean it's gonna be the crown jewel park of the 50th and it's going to be the the main show so i do feel like they're going to put a lot into it to really make sure it, it really pops and stands out and we'd love to hear what your favorite nighttime shows have been throughout the year so head over to our facebook page enchanted ears and let us know over there I want to thank everybody again for listening this week if you've not done so already please subscribe leave us a rating or, or a review wherever you get your podcasts It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.